Let's talk Africa, the Africanness of Africa, the beauty, its people, our peculiarities. This is on Zip Stories. I am DS Bello. Hello, guys. Welcome to On Zip Stories. Happy New Year! <laughs> it's so nice to have you back. Welcome, guys. Honestly, um, this week's episode is there to my heart. One, because it's the first time that I am being interviewed. <laughs> you get, like, the interviewer is getting interviewed, right? So, yes, yeah, so in this episode, I talk about storytelling, specifically African storytelling. And also, I get to share with you my journey as a storyteller. Please listen, get inspired, and keep the fire burning. Also, one last thing, remember to share. Yes, you heard me, share, 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 share. That's the only way that we can grow. So, by the way, thank you for always coming back. Thank you for always sticking back. Thank you for always, always being a true follower of Unzip Stories. I appreciate that. And now, enjoy my interview on Teen City FM, just flat to state. See you. Bye. Okay. Were you in touches like Safi? Okay, so um, it's been six years now. Yes, six years since I spent Christmas in Joss. Wow. So uh, Christmas yesterday was um, where? Was I just felt like. I don't want to use the word nostalgic because the bitter part <laughs> is quite very little. Oh, but maybe it was okay. memorable mm-hmm. and you know, came different kinds of memories kept coming mm-hmm. back. Plus I attended my mother's church, which is like where I was where you born and where yeah, you yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so it was it's like, oh everything was just oh fascinating <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay that's nice so now we're going to be talking about you as a storyteller what has it been like for you okay so um me as a storyteller i guess i started telling stories at the age of six well wow. and um so it was in my primary school where we had the author's day mm-hmm. and you know children were encouraged to write stories and submit mm. for others thing and so that's how it began and you know i just knew i had this love for storytelling and you know there is something i keep uh, thinking about every time i think back you know i don't know if you've met people who people tag them as liars mm. because <laughs> they don't know how to draw a line between the stories in their head and the present reality. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I was one of those. Wow. Those people who would gist you about a film that was never produced. You do season one as you get. So I was I was one of those people that you ask um, stories of, ah, did you see this movie? And I would name the movie gist you about the, the one where you see the one where you know see and you know keep people and they'll keep yeah. listening until the end and it was a movie they would never see yeah so up until secondary school i was like that but the difference in secondary school was bec- um i began to write 
some of the stories and so my friends will come around to ask me um uh do we have any story today do we have any story today mm -hmm. so that was yeah, that was basically perfect. storytelling for me yeah. up until um, university days and um, I think one of the lecturers I studied English mm, so okay. but one of the mass communication lecturers picked an interest in me and started giving me it was like a punishment like a task to write one article every week wow. why was he punishing you though? I don't know, Red Sad and I, I don't know what our offense was. <laughs> she called his name. <laughs> I don't know. Never what forget I, you know those teachers that you can never forget. I don't know what our punishment was, but we kept writing uh -oh. up until the end of that semester. That which I didn't know. Yeah. Really. But then so afterwards, um I I realized that I had a thing for storytelling. Now this time around it was defined. Mm -hmm. And um so this is it. While I was in the uni studying English language, I was studying filmmaking at night. Oh, wow. So I'll go to class with my normal uh, schoolmates and everything. Mm -hmm. But when I come back at night, I would Google filmmaking courses mm -hmm. and I took them. So when I was graduating, I literally should have had two degrees. Maybe oh, filmmaking, wow. the night school I went wow. and... Um, and the degree i had in english and language so yeah basically wow. and i know that when when my friends were going for um it in the third year yeah i went for it too mm -hmm. we don't it, there's nothing like that in english department mm. but i knew that i realized that it was something i liked to do so yeah. i walked to nths and i told them i'm here for I, i'm here to volunteer and they said, sorry, we don't do that here. And I said, Tom, Kobani IT. And then they said, um, sorry, um, where's your letter? letter I said, I, I don't have. And then, so I got the man confused mm -hmm. that he had to look for his boss. And then the boss said, um, no, we don't take interns and you need a letter for mm. IT. So I told her, I think there's something you can still do. Mm -hmm. And so the lady she was sitting with um, said to her, Hajia, put him a caring in there. Mm -hmm. There are some children who don't want to stay at, at home all. during holidays. Yeah. And that was it. So they took me in. I spent the entire break in NTA. And that was it for me. So That's even when I went to serve, I actually served in a TV station. Mm -hmm. And when they asked, do you have any experience? I said, yes. <laughs> of, yes course, no. <laughs> of course, of course, where did it break? Yeah, so, so that's how um, that's how storytelling began for me. I started as um, an aspiring filmmaker mm -hmm. and then, then I found myself in journalism. Yeah. And yeah, so that's where I am now. It's very rare to find people who gist about them and then you sit and you're like, okay, what's the next thing? Please, I want to hear more. <laughs> I'm because I sat like this, I'm like, okay, yeah. this is getting interesting. It's I was... intriguing. I'm curious. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the power of storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like that. She's Shall using the jazz or not? Yeah, <laughs> she no or she use it or not? It's okay. Now I understand. I'm not looking at you again. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy that somehow all this um, aspect of your life somehow 
committed along the way because mm. I, I don't think at some point when you were doing this thing you were sure how it was going to pan out yeah. because many people especially young people when you start something you're like okay let me just try Let's this just try where's this destiny going to take me to save all this purple stock you know but but for you you were able to learn all of these things and now we see how it's all merging into your story yes. um you know storytelling journey so um why do you tell these stories or why do you choose to tell the stories you tell okay so um Hmm, why do I tell stories? First of all, I think when I was defining myself, mm -hmm. my purpose, and you know, just like what you said, how different aspects of your life come together and they okay. still form one thing, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, when I was forming my vision and mission for my life, I said to myself that I live to inspire people to yeah. be the best in them, yeah. which was my personal. But then, so there was i i'm like okay so madam you're living to inspire people and you're a storyteller so i said to myself okay so let's get it muted mm. so i live to tell stories that inspire people to be the best in them yeah mm. that was how that was how it panned out eventually but then um choosing my stories now because subconsciously I have written it somewhere in my mind that you live to tell stories that inspire people to be the best in them. Mm -hmm. I unconsciously select inspiring stories. Oh. Um, that journalist who never talks about who stole which money. Mm -hmm. okay. Because I, I don't believe that um, journalism is about witch hunting. Mm -hmm. yeah. jo because sadly, most journalists just think that journalism is about... Um, attacking someone. attacking people yeah. which hunting people yeah, yeah. digging out facts true yeah but, but people do all. that these days without balance true so sometimes yes i tell the stories of who stole what but some level of balance you might want to know from the person why he stole any money or anything right so so because of that i kind of just focused my storytelling on stories that inspire yeah and coincidentally so um two years ago my, i told mama's story twice oh really yes first um so two years ago i started um telling a story with an initiative called africa no filter so they have a newsroom agency which is called bird mm -hmm. so bird tells stories that shift the narrative of africa which is in line with what i do my storytelling initiative so it was just easy for me to start so working so, for them mm -hmm. since they were telling stories that kind of um matches with what, what i do doing, yeah. yeah so they called me in bed and said they call me in bed that just girl oh right. and it's because from when i started telling stories internationally 98% of my stories could still come from Joss. Yeah. Even though you don't Even though I don't live in Joss. Mm. So how did you fish those stories out? So, <laughs> Do you have like a third eye somewhere lurking? Where, where, where well, you <laughs> <before I'm... laughs> so I can say this with my full chest. Yeah. That Joss is your home for change makers. Yeah. So that's why it's easy for me to get stories from Joss. Mm -hmm. I live in Abuja. Mm -hmm. I work in Abuja. Mm -hmm. But I don't see them. 
Oh wow. They don't have stories. They oh. are do most of them do what they do because they want to make money. money. Mm. Wow. But okay. when you come to just you see people who barely have a living for themselves yeah. but trying to make living for other people as well. So so when when I was asked because I was asked this question in Kenya yeah. and I said to them that I tell the stories of just because I've not seen where change makers emerge mm. more than just yeah. Lagos is doing a good job yeah. but they still have that money attached to it but it's only in just that you see someone make his house become a school yeah mm -hmm. it's only in just that you see people in fact i was thrilled when i saw a conference or workshop i don't know what it was mm -hmm. or a hangout of change makers yeah. i'm like so they're so deliberate yeah, about yeah, it yeah. it's only in just that you're seeing someone who is not very wealthy um harnessing the people around them their talent yeah. to take them to go and rehabilitate schools exactly. public schools exactly. so exactly so and then i have a strong community of just um on social media yeah. so it's more like i reach out to oh so this was saying is doing this oh, i see what you're doing mm -hmm. do you want me to tell your story i mm -hmm. see what you that's one way another way i get my stories is because I've told one, two, three, four, I've told I don't know how much Complex stories from just <laughs> So it's easy for uh, people from just to just contact me and say, okay. there's this person doing this. Mm -hmm. Like the next story I have, let me give you a snippet. <laughs> is I'm so proud of this story and I'm so proud of this person. Yeah. The guy that makes airplanes from Joss. Yeah. I'm, um, when I sent my editor that story, he looked at, in fact, usually when you send your commissioning editors, uh, pitches, they'll usually just approve or this or tell you, okay, they send you a mail to yeah. approve. But when I sent him that story, he called me immediately. And then he I'm said, intrigued. and he said, is that story from Joss? You just girl. I said, yes, it's <laughs> a Joss story. <laughs> so wow. yes, that's. basically how I get my stories yeah. for instance so sometimes I outsource my voiceover talents and I get people from just to voice things if I if I need to add a different voice else, right yeah. even pigeon yeah. at least I know best blessing Chingwe has done pigeon for me before right yeah. and so but then I realized that why I would usually outsource to just is because I feel this is home to me as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. This is home to me. Yeah. And I know talent from home, yeah. right? And I know that um, in Abuja, in Lagos, right? You always pay for all of these. Mm -hmm. But the talents from just need to place a value on, on themselves. themselves. Mm -hmm. That's true. the truth. Yeah. They true. need to place a value for themselves, on themselves. By fact, themselves, everything with themselves in themselves at themselves. Great, themselves. <laughs> because wow. that's um, if, if you call me for a show, yeah. right, and you can't afford me, you let it go, and that's the only way Simple. money can circulate. Yes, the economy just is the way it is because 
there is not so much value yeah and people keep saying if you want to spend your money go to just if you want to find money leave just yeah <laughs> but the oh. truth is because because they don't they don't attach value value hmm. monetary value That's true. and funny enough let's 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 create a cycle now mm-hmm. we're three right yeah you need a service you contact her mm-hmm. you pay her mm-hmm. she needs a service she contacts me she pays me. True. I need a service. I contact you. I pay you. Money goes in circulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but we keep doing free things. Yeah. And so money just stays within a few selected people. And when someone and else wants well. to like put value by force, people are like, eh, you're, you're even wasting time. This person can do it for us for free. Yeah, so that's why, move. good. That's why uh, value. I give you an instance. My makeup artist in Abuja is from Joss, oh, right? Okay. And she takes the list she will take from you is fifteen to twenty-five k to make your face up for makeup. And then I come to Joss, wow. and three thousand. Someone said three thousand. First, I that the person I contacted <laughs> said uh, no, because it's true. <laughs> said seven thousand. Oh, and I'm like, oh, okay, so then I'm doubting the what yeah. would the makeup oh, look like, okay. right? Yeah. And then I said, okay. So I called someone and they said, oh no, this person is better than this person. So I, ca- I called the better person, quote unquote. And I said, how much would you make me up? She now said, 5,000 plus lashes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, 5,000 plus lashes. Oh, okay, great. So when do we do and all of that? And when she was done making me up, and then she said, no, it's my contribution to you. And I'm like, okay, so that's kind, yes, right? But, but um, how do I place a value on you? On you? Yeah. And then, then I'm realizing that she actually does three five for others. And then so I'm like, oh, so makeup in just is three five. Yes. And then so I picked it up, it and is. then I'm like, why are you not like I'm saying it should be expensive? expensive. No. But I'm like, why are you guys doing this to yourself? Yeah. So. I pay you three five, and then there's another person that says, "No, um, what's so many kilos? We're gonna marry two five. That's Emiki." And then so I'm asking myself, <laughs> so if A doesn't offer okay. that service, I can't you go can go. So you see, yeah. we are shooting ourselves yeah, on the yeah, foot yeah. by ourselves, yeah, and it's yeah. not even good for, for the economy. So it's not even not if you say business, people think that it's a personal thing yeah. because this person wants to make gain. But it's not good for the economy. Sure. It's when you start spending twenty five thousand, mm-hmm. then you start hustling for twenty five thousand. Mm, when you true. start spending hundred k, you have to you start hustling for. I guess what? Guess what? The money will come. It will. I remember it's always called <laughs> I remember when I was uh when I moved to Abuja newly I had my just mentality you know mm-hmm. I'd rather take three drops to work because I was trying to save 100 naira <laughs> than to take bowls that would cost me 100 naira more <laughs> until someone said to me but have you factored in time the stress, the stress of dropping from one car to the other is it not more than going wrong and then you're dropping people on the road i said have you do you do you, do you have you wondered if that thing is more than 100 naira yeah. if you want to monetize mm, it yeah. and then i said to myself okay but then i was afraid of current zone fire happened but then 
I realized that when I started taking bolt, I was taking bolt. My income did not re increase. Mm -hmm. I could still afford it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, what have I been suffering? Yeah. So my point here is that if you increase your value, mm -hmm. naturally your hustle will increase itself. Mm -hmm. It's like naturally. I, I think I've heard someone say money money follows value, it chases yes. value. Yes. So if you could give value money would definitely come knocking. You know, so again, I was proud of Chinwe when she told me, um, when I reached out to her and I said, I needed to do a voiceover. The person that was supposed to do the voiceover was in um, worry because it was pigeon. Mm -hmm. So, and but I needed it that night. So I said to her, please, can you do it for me? And she said, yes, but sorry, I'm not going to call this. Yeah, 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 and then she but said, that's, that's, that's the standard. Well, it was a little bit lesser than what I budgeted for, right? The budget was a little bit higher, mm -hmm. but I was happy yeah. that someone from just was adding value. And I, she wasn't that kind of person that would say, ah, I can't do it for you, you for 5K now. Mm. I, you know, she wasn't even that kind. She gave me the value and mm. she said, this is it. And which, which I think every productive person should be able to do. This yeah. is my value. Yeah. You can afford it. Do it. We should stop. You're my friend. So just give me appreciation. How much do you Friends have? and family don't kill business. <laughs> okay, do kill business. This is your storytelling, Jazz. It's true. Uh, so, but about Mama's story, what was peculiar about Mama's story? So, um, first, I didn't know the song. Mm. So I was one of those people that fell for that uh, one minute video clip that mm -hmm. Mr. Caleb did. Yeah. Oh. Uh -huh. So I was one of those people. So <laughs> as soon as I saw it and I saw, um, so I contacted uh, Sonny, hashtag TV, <laughs> and I said, Sonny, now who be this? And he said, now nah, nah one guy who just came from Lagos, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's impressive. Can I tell that story? Yeah. And then he said, he said, sure, now my guy. And I said, oh, great. So, so we started to talk with Sonny. And the first story of Mama that I told, I was, I couldn't travel to Joss. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I sent my younger sister and Sonny. And I said, please go and help me tell that story. So mm -hmm. I worked with my younger sister. Mm -hmm. We, she, we did it in um, both. It was it was on Bella Niger. It was on Star mm. Co in Kenya. It was on um, I think about seven media outlets mm. across Africa. So when when we did that story, I kept getting commendations from all of the countries. This is a very inspiring story. Mm. So I said thank you, and then like Oliver Twist, I was like, looking for more opportunities. <laughs> So when 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 someone shared the link that um, Al Jazeera was looking for African storytellers, so someone a friend said to me, "But well, babe, you know, say from all of these, you have plenty stories. You can just actually just choose, choose one, one and we tell." And so I told him, "You don't even need to say it. I know the story I want to tell." Mm -hmm. And then he said, "Which one of them?" I said, "It has to be Mama's story." Mm -hmm. And he said, um, "What about because?" I had, um, there are other stories like the, the Habs lady, um, Baku Spice. Oh, Baku Spice. Uh-huh. Mm. I told her story too. And, you know, 
she got if I she contacted me and said someone from I don't know Abuja or Lagos sent her money for business registration oh, and all that so and people were sending her monies and even from other countries they were ordering for her spice mm -hmm. and so it was natural to think that that should have been the, the story, story. Mm -hmm. since her impact was kind of much mm -hmm. but then I said so we were supposed to pitch you can pitch like two to three stories so my friends and I uh, so I, they were pitching one story, a story. I said to them, "No, I'm pitching three stories." And I'm like, ah, three stories. And guess what? All three were from just. So, <laughs> You're such a so, just girl. So I said to them, "One is Mama's story, uh -huh. and if I'm going to pitch only one story, it will be mm -hmm. Mama's story. The second is Kureng Dapel, mm -hmm. and it was the third that we weren't sure which one should have been the third. Mm -hmm. So." I, I wrote Mama's speech first. I wrote then I wrote Kureng's speech. Then I was looking for the third one. So let's cut the long story short. Mama's story was first approved. Mm -hmm. The other stories were I no, eventually I pitched just to Mama and Kureng. Mm -hmm. And so the other two were like I was like mm. but at least Mama has made it. <laughs> but eventually Kureng's came as well. So but then Mama's story, when they called me for the first video call to discuss the story, mm. they were excited. Nice. And you know, it's... The other two were like, I was like, but eventually Kureng's came as well so but then mama's story when they called me for the first video call to discuss the story they were excited and you know it's like how did you say at 70 i said yes at 70 and they were like and you said she's a stone crusher i said yes She's a stone crusher. So it's like, we just want to hear this story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Wow. that was, there was I having to now come back to Joss and it was a rigorous, it was not funny. At some point I was afraid because we stretched Mama. We oh. told the story for like five days. We shot mm -hmm. for five days. Because oh. mm -hmm. oh. we had to go every aspect of her lies and all of that. So, as like I always say, yes, it looks like the story on Al Jazeera is eight minutes forty-seven seconds, Aww. but we shot for five days. Wow! Mm. And and under the rain. Are you serious? Yes, it was in July. Ooh. So at some point we will have to run away from the rain, and Mama will say, "Muchiga ba, muchiga ba." But then. It's we still time. made it. He still made it, and it was. Um, I think it's it's a very beautiful piece. I, I personally want to see. Right. I personally want to see. Although, although it it brings us, it brings me to why I have a storytelling initiative yeah. because I have to give this disclaimer. Mm -hmm. So when we did uh, the, everything about Mama's story, I think the only passing that is not from Joss is the DOP. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Everything is just. Mm. Everything is from even the editor, mm-hmm. Mundi. Like we were all. I made sure I'm just a just girl. I think that's just we, the thing. We love that you're right? a just girl. <laughs> so when we did our first, when Mundi did the first cut and he sent to me, I told him, Mundi, this is beautiful. Change this, this is, oh, and it was it. just that was some things. Okay. And he said because. Then I began to argue with them. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of back and forth. Yeah. And in fact, it's like we have never seen a stubborn person like this because I stood my ground. Yes, mm-hmm. because it's really important. The things they took out were the things that you and I would, would have to seen joy in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For instance, Mama in Zumunta. Mm. Very important. We connect yeah, with we that. Mama in a wedding. Mm. It's a typical Nigerian wedding and I, we chose that wedding. We didn't want a rich, we didn't want any rich passing mm. wedding. We wanted an average wedding. So Mama in the wedding, it's it's a beautiful scene. Yeah. It was the kind of things that would we give you chills. To. Yeah, yeah. But they took it out. Uh-oh. Mama in Terminus buying umbrellas for her fellow stone mm-hmm. crushers. Yeah. They took it out. It was. It was a painful moment for all of us. So, like, so everybody after you, you, on the you spoke to them, did they bring it back? Really. Just a few more seconds, but oh. what we connected to. So then I'm beginning to now understand that what Africa connects with it's is different from what the world with. connects mm. with. And it's yeah. our fault. Yes, I was going to say, and that's why it's important we have people going up and pushing the stories because those people will definitely promote what they want to promote but you understand the story it's even beyond what they want i thought so i thought it was what they want to promote but it's not i'm beginning to realize that it is the africa that they know and connect with yeah so they don't even know that that's not really who we are and how we connect and that's sad so it's like they think no um the trenches mm, is africa that's, that's all <laughs> that's that's how they connect to africa yeah so, and so as far as it will stay that way that's what they want to promote oh no oh, tales no. by moonlight we had it on our story but they took it out because they couldn't connect with it as africa no please no we need to have more africans pushing the stories and letting the world know that please we have good sides too, you know, because when I see some of these images, it's just so painful. You just see naked children hungry and, and that's, that's just the image. Not really. That's always the image they paint. They always but just it's not paint. just about them. Uh, we, we have too. accepted it. Mm. You know, it's from, from what you say, yeah? Yeah. One of my crew members, I was telling a story for an agri story. One of my crew members said something to me. He said, we were shooting and you saw a boy without clothes and malnourished. And he said, eh, hey, shoot, that's the African child. That's the African child. Shoot that one. And I looked at him. I said, in all of your family, do you, your gen- do you have somebody that like is like this? <laughs> so how can you say that? So he said, yeah, I said, but are you not African? Yeah. He said, so I said, so when did the sick child become, become the, the African, African child? child? Yeah. Oh my guys, this conversation no go end. Dory is like I said, shall carry us dockers. Shall carry us go where we no know. Like the conversation is going on and on and on. We didn't even know we're out of time. Guys, I'm so I I I wish I could just keep up. <laughs> so really you listened until this point. Oh my god, this is such an honor. Thank you so much. Now if you've listened until this point, let's do something special. Kindly send me a message on any of the social media platforms with the word i listened 
and I have a special gift just for you. Have an amazing new year and God bless you. See you as we unzipped more stories. Bye. Let's talk Africa. The Africanness of Africa. The beauty, its people, our peculiarities. This is Unzipped Stories. I am D.S. Beller.